What if I told you that there's someone who has been in the VA industry for over 20 years, hiring international workers from all around the world, and he has made millions of dollars of mistakes and perfected the system on how to find and hire, retain, and manage the top two percent of VAs that exist in this world. What if I told you, you can learn from him? Well, guess what? Welcome to the Build Your Team show. I am your host, Atiba, and today, that's who I have, my friend, Dennis Yu. We're going to jump in right now and learn from Dennis. And as always, we are brought to you by Client Attraction Pros. If you are a thought leader or need to be the thought leader, you know you need to be the thought leader of your industry, we help you create video content to become that thought leader and we make it easy, fun, and fast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Build Your Team show. As always, I am your host, Atiba, but today I have a guest with me, Dennis Yu. And first off, Dennis is one of the most generous people and giving people you will ever meet in your life. And so there's no real secret, at least not to me, as to why he believes so much in giving and helping in the international markets with international workers. So, Dennis, welcome to the show, my friend. Welcome, Atiba, and good to see you here, too. Thank you. And, you know, it's great that we finally got here. And, guys, I got to tell you, Dennis is super busy, so I'm so grateful for his time today. So I definitely want to jump right in. And, you know, we're using a term, international workers. And there's a bit of a shift because for a long time we've been saying VAs, which was short for virtual assistants, right? Why the shift? What's going on there internationally? <laughs> Two things. First off, I'm the world's highest paid VA. <laughs> wow. Right? Do you know another VA who is as well known or makes as much money as I do? No. When you hear the term VA, what do you think? Well, I think a lot of people have the connotation of VA as someone who is downtrodden, poor, and will do anything you want them to do, and you can just dump stuff on them. That's what they right. think. Some cheap worker who barely speaks English that you pay $3 an hour to do some menial, repetitive task. Yeah. And that is true for 98% of them. But the 2%, which we're going to talk about how to find and how to hire and how to train and how to manage and that kind of thing, are the ones who can do not just the work and do it at a world-class level, but actually manage other team members and manage clients and even run your business. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Because th this is how, ever since COVID, we've all become these digital workers that are working through Zoom. And so a VA is anyone who doesn't do work that requires physical proximity. Okay. So like Great. a garbage man, I guess, technically has to be there or a chef technically has to be there. But almost all of us have now become VAs because of COVID mm. and accelerated this whole digital transformation. So the term international worker is, it's like the nicer word for VA because we're all VAs if we're working online in some way, but specifically international workers, we see as six different roles. And okay. these are roles that will vary by country, 
So you know the VAs that come from the Philippines, or international workers that come from the Philippines are different than Pakistan or Brazil or Eastern Europe. There's different skill sets that you typically see in these different countries. And so we want to tap into that. We know that graphics design and video and creative manipulation is usually best in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. We know that programming, harder skills, website design is going to be more in like Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. We know call center work may be better in certain parts of Latin America or even insourced into Utah where you have house moms. I consider those VAs even though they're not really international workers. But sure. the point is we're hiring other people to do our work, not because they're cheaper, although initially you go to Fiverr if you want them cheaper, but because they are worthy of investment in the long run. So yeah. I know you and I, we have team members that have been with us for years. Yes. And maybe they started at a few dollars an hour, but they move up. And the reason why we'll continue to invest in them and their skills is because they will stay with us for years. Yeah. And if you want loyal workers who can follow a process and are happy to stay in that role for years, instead of like in the US, you hire someone six months later, they go off and try to get some other job to make more or whatever. It's not worth investing in people that are going to leave you in a few months, Correct. but who are happy, loyal. That for example, is great for the Philippines. If you want all around people, especially lead gen and more task driven work, like India is great for that. But the point is there's all these international workers that can do the work that you and I don't want to do. But then the chicken and the egg, as you know, is how do I get my first one? How much do right. I pay? How do I hire the right one? I'm apprehensive about managing someone who might be halfway across the planet. I don't know what to do. So we see a lot of people who just keep struggling in this space. And then later they jump in and realize the water's warm. They realize it's awesome. Yes. They wondered why they waited years of wasting all this time, doing all this stuff all by themselves. And for $500 a month, you can have someone who's there for you eight hours a day doing all this kind of stuff. I have one question for you, Atiba. Sure. If you don't have a VA, mm -hmm. who is the VA in your business? You are. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you make a list of all the things that you do, what percent of your time, like how many hours a day do you do stuff that is repetitive mm -hmm. that you shouldn't have to do, that you don't want, you end up doing it because no one else is doing it. And I believe everyone should start there and say, what are those things? And yeah. we all know it. I've asked this question hundreds of times. And the most common answer, because I, you know, some people say like 30 minutes a day. Some people say like four or five hours a day, depending on the kind of business they have. Most of it's like content related yeah. stuff or lead gen or scheduling or a personal assistant stuff. When you start to get to larger companies that have yes. 10 plus people, it starts to be more organizational. But the average I've heard is two hours per day. Which is like huge. What is, what is that worth? What is two hours a day, two hours more of sleep? Two hours more, you know, with your family or being yes. able to exercise or being able to read or be like, what's that worth to you? Two hours a day. Yeah, an absolute lot. I mean, just think about how much you, you said two hours of sleep. I'm going to stop right there. Okay. <laughs> because especially for us entrepreneurs, if you're a true entrepreneur and you're even early stage, you're probably not sleeping a lot. But you're doing everything. First thing you get sacrificed is your sleep. 
<laughs> You've heard about the E-Myth and working on your business versus in your business. You know mm -hmm. there's a bunch of stuff that you shouldn't have to do. You've hired random people on Fiverr or Upwork or Craigslist or whatever, and you find that it's a pain in the butt to train them up, and they don't do the work as well as you need, so that you end up doing it yourself. Nobody else can do it as well as right. I can do it yes. because my business is unique. And like, yeah, 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 I've heard all of that kind of stuff thousands of times. <laughs> But the bottom line is you can't blame the international worker. No. It's because you didn't filter for the highest quality people. You can hire people that speak English as well as you and I do. Can you actually can. Who can do all these things to the point where I blush because I think there's someone for 10 bucks an hour that can do as good of a job as me in certain roles. Maybe they don't have the same relationships. Maybe they don't have the same level of perceived authority. In fact, I don't even want these folks to have perceived authority. So, you know, John Jonas, he's my friend and he yes. started onlinejobs.ph. Yes. I remember, I want to say seven or eight years ago, he said to me, Dennis, why do you keep uplifting your VAs? You keep saying, wow, congratulations, Mary or Juan for, you know, good job on this project or whatever. And you know why he says that? He says, he told, I keep doing it anyway, even though he tells me not to, but why do you think he tells, you know, he says, don't ever, promote your VAs. Publicly. I have no idea why. Because other people see who your VA is. If you tag them in LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, and then they steal them, they'll steal your VAs. <laughs> so in the groups that you have, so in your project management system or your Slack or whatever, you know, say congratulations in your weekly team meetings, do that sort of thing, but you're not supposed to do it publicly because you may lose them. And I've had a lot of VAs that have left. But then a lot of VAs, they will stay, and I'll just use VA because that's just like what I've used for 20 years. But I know international worker is supposed to be the phrase you're using, but for me, it's like, you know, Facebook is meta now, but it's still Facebook. I still it's call still it Facebook. Facebook. Yes. I mean, you can call it whatever you want. But the, what's really cool is that our team members will say, I had this other company who is a client of ours reach out and offer me double what I'm mm. making now. I love working with you guys. I've been with you for five years. You're treating me so well that I'm, I'm loyal. In fact, I wanted to tell you that I'm proud that I didn't accept the offer. I didn't even talk to them about how they tried to lure me away for more money. How does that make you feel I, when you see something like that? And I just had that happen to me actually too, last week. Somebody did just that to one of my staff members. Yeah. And if you do a good job, they will stay with you. And it's not because you're trying to pay them less. They might find another job that pays more. And I've seen this happen a lot. And for those of you that have a lot of VAs, then you know this is true. Sometimes someone who's relatively new in their career, they've only been with you a year or two, they'll, they'll have the allure of money and they'll think, yeah, I can make 50% more. So instead of making you know, $700 a month, I can make $1,000 a month. And then we're like, yep, go ahead. You know, good job. Congratulations. Awesome. So proud of you. And then what happens? Three months later, they come back saying, oh, well, it didn't work out or whatever. Please, please, please. Can I have my job back? Yeah. You had to touch the yep. wet paint to see yep. that the long-term relationship and the ability to grow lot. and all that's worth more than someone who can offer you more on a project. Because when that project ends or when the client doesn't like you or they ask for things that are beyond the role that you because in our company, everyone has to do one of these six roles. Mm. Then you realize it's like, you know, you're married and you see this other pretty woman and you like, you need to stay loyal. 
Yes. <laughs> Don't get yourself in trouble. <laughs> yep. There's plenty of beautiful women, but you know, I know like in, you know, in Islam, you can have four wives and there's other sorts of things. I'm just an old fashioned kind of guy. I believe that if you work for a company, you should work for that company and be an apprentice and learn and move up to different levels. And that's what we do for our VAs. We have a ton of training. We're yes. always training. We're always learning. We're always leveling up. Yes. And that builds that loyalty, right? When you're training them and because they know you're investing in them, they're investing in you and it's a two way, yeah. way street. Right. And I want to go back to something that you said that was, I'm going to use the word brilliant, right? When you said they're 98%, but you're not looking for them. You're looking for the 2%. That's right. And that's one of the things that I tell people all the time that I absolutely love about the international market is if I'm looking for a skill set, I can go out and find someone who is the best in the world at it. Mm hmm or near the best in the world for whatever I can afford, yeah. right? Like yeah. you can go really find people who are super great at what they do. Mm -hmm. And they just add so much to your team. But the question I always get back, so I'm not gonna throw it to you is, so how do you avoid the 98 mm -hmm. and, and hone in on the two? <laughs> when I make a job post, well, I don't make the job post, but when we have job posts like on onlinejobs.ph, for example, or Upwork or whatnot, we probably get 200 applicants on average. Mm -hmm. And so we do a couple things to screen these people as part of a process. Okay. By the way, if you don't have a screening system or process, you might as well just like walk into a, a wasp's nest with no protection and just get stung to death. Cause you're never, it's just, just don't do that. Okay. So let me show you right. a few things that we do that you guys are listening or watching will help you right away. First off in the job post, make sure that there is a secret keyword. So somewhere in the middle, we bury the word and it says in the subject line, use the keyword hedgehog to show that you're paying attention. And then that's just buried in the middle randomly in there. And mm -hmm. so when we see hundreds of applications come in and if they don't have the word hedgehog, then we know that they're not fit to be a designer or we have a different role. Like maybe rabbit is a project manager or video editor. I forgot. There's a different word for each of the six roles that we have. And so we're looking for that keyword. And if they don't do that, they show that they can't follow directions. And if you do hire them, and I've made this mistake, I've hired dozens of people who didn't use the magic word and they never work out because the people's current performance is indicative of their future performance. Future. Yes. So you don't have to Great. give them this whole quiz and like this whole complex thing where they have to submit all this stuff. Later phases, you do that. But the initial screening step that will eliminate 80, 90% of people is using the magic word, right? Mm -hmm. That's number one. Number two is when you have a job description and in Pakistan or Philippines, they'll call it a JD. That job description shouldn't be something that you just sort of wrote off the fly, such as like, oh, I need to get a website built or I need to have this one thing done. That's a project. Right. When we're hiring VAs, we're hiring people into a process not a project, a process is an process, ongoing function like customer support or video editing videos that we have it on an ongoing basis or onboarding customers or something that's an ongoing kind of thing. So if you're creating content and you're doing that on an ongoing basis, then you're going to need someone in an ongoing role, not a freelancer that you have to keep rehiring every couple months to find a new freelancer because freelancers, they come and go. And what you're, we're talking about hiring someone who stays in that position to own that process, which means yes. there has to be an SOP behind that job description. 
if you have a job description that is kind of floating out in midair with no underlying SOP, which is like how the factory is supposed to run, mm -hmm. guess who has to manage that VA every step of the way? Guess who has to train that VA every step of the way? And now all of a sudden you've become the VA, which defeats the whole purpose of having a VA. A VA is there to save you time, to take work off your plate, to take the load off of you instead of creating more work for you. If that VA yes. is creating more work for you, that's probably you didn't screen them properly and you don't have a process that ties back to the job description. Right. If you have those two things in place, yeah. then interviewing is very easy. You see who's actually qualified. We make all of our VAs, third thing, we make all of our VAs make a one minute video. Even people that are not on camera, Zoom, shy, you know, in the Philippines, they're kind of shy. They don't want to be on video for various, they're ashamed of their English, something like that. But we still require people to make one minute videos because we want to see who they are. We want to see their vibe. We want to see if they can follow directions. Mm -hmm. We want to see whether they're willing to show up. The people that won't make a one minute video, and I've made, this is the first 10 years, I didn't have this one minute video thing. The people that won't do that are also most likely to ghost you. And in the Philippines, there's this thing called the disappearing VA. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when the VA gets ashamed or scared or they don't know what to do, instead of asking, they just disappear. Disappear. Because they, they don't want to offend and they always want to plead. They're afraid of being you know, embarrassed. And it's different by different countries. Jonathan Bannister and I talk about the power distance rule. So that you can look at the Philippines as one of the highest power distance countries. The U.S. is kind of in the middle. Australia is kind of a low power distance number. So they're okay with talking back and, you know, being rebellious versus like the Philippines. There's a huge distance. They believe like whatever the boss says, even if it's wrong, you know, that we should do that, like blindly obey kind of stuff. So you have to have them be willing to speak up if there's something they don't understand or if they need help. Because if someone is very shy and scared and won't even make a one minute video, if they're going through your SOP on how to onboard a customer or set the landing page or use a tool in a particular way, and they don't know what they're doing, they're just going to ghost on you. And then you're going to have to hunt them down, play hide and go seek, and you'll waste all this time going in circles. You can avoid that by having them as part of the application process, submit a one minute video. And we do that in Pakistan. Yeah. You saw our group just last week hit 20,000 people. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And I've met wow. a, a lot of these folks in person. I spoke at a conference that had 30,000 people a month and a half ago. They're all eager to make $500 a month. That's awesome. And before we go on, let me also, because you just mentioned your group and Pakistan, it's digitalmarketingwithdennisu.com. We'll take you straight to that Facebook. Or just go to Facebook. Yeah, it's a Facebook group called Digital Marketing with Dennis U. And if you are looking to hire a VA, these are VAs that are trained in our process, but just because they're in the group doesn't mean they're qualified. We allow anyone to join the group. Anyone can go through our training. Our whole mission is to create a million jobs of, it could be anywhere, but that group happens to be Pakistan and making $500 mm -hmm. a month is life-changing money. Life-changing. Yeah. For you and me, that's absolutely whatever, absolutely. you know? I went right, to a fancy steakhouse here in Vegas day. last night and the meal was $500, right? <laughs> But that's Vegas, so whatever. Vegas Steakhouses, right. that's kind of how it is, you know? That's just yeah, the, the steak is. is $70, and they don't even give you a side with that. The side's another $20. <laughs> that, well, we could talk about food and steakhouses another time. But yes, that, that's always one of the issues I have with steakhouses. But anyway, <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you bring up that, that the secret keyword. Oh. So I actually learned that from Casa. 
uh-huh. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. And he talked a lot about that too in his process of how he hires. Yeah. And it's funny, it's the one thing that I've never actually used, but listening to you just now, the light bulb went off. And so guys, I'm, I'm ashamed my insights here with you too, listening to Dennis. The light bulb went off because you're assigning a different word to each job type in each job description. And, you know, we get that too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so grateful that online jobs put in the 200 resume limit, right? I don't know if you know that, but there's now a limit that you can't get more than 200 resume or 200 applicants for one job post. And we hit that all yeah. the time. Yeah. But then it's a lot of people to go through. Yeah. And we have to open every single message to see, did you actually follow the instructions? But putting it in the subject line, Mm-hmm. That'll save us a ton of yeah. time. So, yeah, it's really, really, really great. And we talk all the time here about the power of the SOP and that there's no point in hiring someone if you don't know what they're going to do. If you don't have it systemized and processed, you're just wasting everyone's time. It's a disaster. And I don't know about you, but tell me if you've seen this with business owners who fall into that disaster and then they blame the international worker or the VA. Uh-huh. And they say, I didn't have any luck or success. They were just all horrible. And it's like, no, it's not yeah. them. Right? Have you noticed oh, that yeah. too? That's like going to the gym, working out really hard for two hours and saying the gym is a scam because you don't have six pack abs. Right? Well, you need to know how to use the machines and you need to have a plan. You can't just go work out one time. Well, I tried a gym. Gyms are all scams. No, if you actually know what you're doing and you have a plan, then it actually works out very well. And the same thing for VAs. You've got to have a plan 90 plus percent of the time. If there's a problem with the VA, the problem is with you. Your lack of process, you thinking that that VA can do everything. That's what we call a super VA. There's no such thing as a super VA. Have you seen these people? They make job posts that are often in groups and it says, I need a VA who can do landing pages and schedule my stuff and do PPC and edit videos and do copywriting and you know do WordPress and program stuff. And I'm willing to pay $8 an hour for someone who can do all that. And I'll say, mm-hmm. I'm the world's highest paid, probably the most skillful VA in the world. I can't even do all those things. And I'm she more than $8 an hour, I'll I tell you that. <laughs> right, yeah. So a friend of mine says, you know, just like you try to help a lot of people get into hiring their first. And he sent me the job description that he's going to post. And I read it and I said, do you realize this is a minimum of three different people? You can't post this. (laughs) You can get it done, but it has to be, they're humans. Okay. They're not like robots on the other side of the planet. They have different skills. You have training. One of the things we like to do is with the job description, we also link to the mm-hmm. training in there as well to show mm. examples of how it's done. Cause you could say, oh yeah, I need a video editor. And then in their mind, they're thinking video editor. They have a different idea of what a video editor is than what you have. Even if you list right. the tools, even if you list your process, even if you list these other things, you need to show examples of the work. So we have VAs that will take long form video like this thing here in Riverside and turn it into a YouTube and turn it into an article and turn it into a book, like a a number one best-selling book. That's literally done through our VAs. But the thing is we have demonstrated examples. We'll say, oh, you're a video editor. Here is example, 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 example of how we have done it using this particular process. 
And that way they can clearly see, are they qualified or not? Because it doesn't even matter what the country is. A lot of people say this is people in India or Pakistan are more guilty of doing this. Every country is guilty of doing this, which is applying saying, hello, sir, I'm an expert in whatever the thing is that you want. You know, I have six months of experience. I'm an expert in PPC. Expert. Really you are. I don't think so. Here's what expert level looks like. And we have a six level system yeah. and everyone can come in and look. Okay, have you done these particular things? Well, then you are not a level four. You're a level two. Look at these are the different things. Show me that you've done these particular things and we can all objectively agree at what level you are, even though, well, my last job, I was making this much money and I was a senior person. Okay, well, that was that company. In this company, we're very clear about here's what has to happen at each level. If you can do those things, you don't have to be in the job for five years. If you can do those things now, we're going to pay you at that wage now. Right. That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. That's the second major value bomb for me today. Okay. So guys, I hope y'all are getting something because I'm getting a ton. If nothing else, I'm getting a ton because Dennis, as you can tell, is an absolute master of understanding how to find, as he said, that 2% of the people who are absolutely great to bring into your organization to really help take your organization to the next level, to help you take your organization to the next level. Now, Dennis, we can talk forever and we didn't even get to touch on your best-selling book that your VAs helped you write on, on this edition. But I do want you to, to, what are you working on right now? And we touched on it a little bit earlier, but what are you working on right now? And how can people get started working with you and some of the VAs, international workers, that you are working with. So Atiba, the thing I see is the big pain point us as entrepreneurs and solopreneurs face is that we might produce content, like have a podcast like this. Maybe we'll do a Zoom call with the client, but then we're off to the next thing and we don't have the time to follow through and turn this podcast into a YouTube and a book and an article and run ads against it and whatnot. We don't have time to look at that client call and write the summary notes out of it and follow up and you know do client onboarding or we don't have the ability to create these sops because we're busy doing all this different work and i gotta sit down and write an sop well guess what if you've recorded a zoom where you're literally doing it i the way i got this TikTok book was i recorded just zooms of myself as i'm making ads and just talking as i'm making ads and interviewing other people who are the best in the world in TikTok, and I'm just asking them questions. And all of that stuff, yeah. you know, thank goodness there's people who have the patience to go through like 50 hours of Dennis talking to these other people and assemble it. <laughs> what I want you guys to think about is if you were at least producing something that can be turned into an SOP because someone can follow your Zoom or Loom, like always record everything that you're doing. Always, you never know when someone's gonna say something really good and oh, dang it, I wish I recorded that. But as long as that's being recorded, as long as your podcasts are being recorded, even if you're on someone else's podcast, they may or may not record it properly, make sure you have the video, then you can repurpose it. So the most important thing is I want to make sure you know that as long as you've recorded that, even if it was something five years ago, like you and Ryan Dice talking about the future of digital marketing, whatever, you could still get value. You can still multiply that and hit a home run out of something that was years ago. As long as you have this content factory and the content factory, just do a search on digital marketer content factory and you'll see me walk through the whole process. Yes. 
is how which is brilliant by the way thank you is how we get our international workers to take because all of us as entrepreneurs if we're focusing our time on the highest and best use of our time it's with relationships it's with clients mm -hmm. it's not doing things in the kitchen right things in the factory so each of us should hire at least one person who's working on processing our content so we're not having to do any processing if you don't have any VAs yet and it can, it's kind of weird to go from nothing to one it feels like a big jump a lot of you guys I know are like 10 VAs or even 20 VAs and if you don't have any VAs then the stuff that Atiba and I are talking about might not resonate with you but those of you guys who do have a lot of VAs you know what I'm telling you is exactly what the pain point is and I'm saving you guys a ton of time because you know what I'm talking about but your first yeah. VA, make sure it's a senior VA. Because once you have, it's like Lay's, right? What's the model for Lay's potato chips? So you can't have just, just one VA. You're going to want to have multiple VAs. But don't just hire five VAs right away because then you just hire one VA first. Make sure you can manage them. Mm -hmm. Just test with one. But make sure that's a senior VA. Because as you hire another VA, a second and a third VA, you don't want to have to personally train that VA. If that first VA you hire is senior enough to understand everything that I do, we follow this thing called learn, do, teach. Everything that I'm learning how to do, I'm documenting how I'm doing it, and then I'm going to teach it to other people. Once I've done it successfully at least three times, then I can mentor someone else to also do that same thing. So you're building in an apprentice model. And anyone I know that yes. is north of 10 VAs, they've hired intentionally for people that can be team leads and project managers. So your first people in need to be capable of team leads, meaning they have managed other people before. A lot of VAs will say that they have because they worked in a call center and they were a supervisor. That's not the same thing, right? Listening to other people's calls is not the same thing as actually managing and coaching, qualifying. So when people are applying to be a, an international worker in our system or for other clients like agencies or whatever, we're helping them scale their VAs. We always have other people that are project managers that are doing the screening and the interviewing and whatnot, and I'm not even involved. I don't even want to be involved, yeah. right? Because then that's, that's defeating the whole purpose of having other people handling the process. You want to be an, an owner of the business, not a worker inside your business. And to do that, you need to start with people who are relatively senior. You might have to pay them a little bit more to get started, but then those VAs can manage these other VAs that are coming through. So if you realize that, then you're always thinking, Ray, Ray Dalio wrote a book called Principles. He's one of my favorite authors in the world. He's one of the richest men in the mm -hmm. world too and all that because he's very logical. He talks about analyzing your business as if you are an architect above, it's like this machine. Your business is the machine and you're not emotionally connected to like, you know, like most entrepreneurs are so like emotionally in their business, they can't step out and think objectively. But imagine you are looking above looking down on your business objectively like a surgeon's looking at a patient and you're looking at these gears and you know machine like things that are turning and this engine with all these different parts and you're trying to troubleshoot this engine maybe it's smoke is coming out maybe the gears are not turning properly you're trying to troubleshoot this machine mm -hmm. to make it work better you're going to put vas in each of those different parts of the process or maybe they're existing team leads in america but whatever it is, you're going to make sure everything's done by functions, and then you have owners of the functions. So if you hire someone, don't craft a role around that person. You have the machine, and you have different people that are parts of the machine. So that way, if you lose somebody, you can hire someone else into that role. 
If you have just one person in that role and you built the role around that one person, the odds of being able to replace that person when they leave is low. It's hard. So we always make sure that the machine is run by functions and we put people in the functions, right? Not hiring people and then trying to make it work with the people we have, which is the problem. When you have just one or two VAs, you try to weird Frankenstein your way into making it fit. But always think of it as an overall set of functions and you put people in the functions. And then the last piece here, and this is for pro entrepreneurs. These are for people that are going from seven to eight figures. I've seen this all the time. This is not theoretical. I can give you hundreds of examples. Always have at least two people who can do that particular role. Never have only one because if that person leaves, they go on vacation, they get injured. Now you're in trouble. Even if you don't have enough work for two people, always have at least a second person. It could be someone else in another function that you cross train. Always have two because you could have like somebody who's really good at doing this one thing and then they leave. I've seen so many businesses crippled when they lose that one key person and then they have to try to scramble to replace them because they didn't realize because they're doing great and they're doing great. And then they lose that one person because for whatever reason, always in any function, you never want to have just one person because that creates a point of failure, a bottleneck. And you think it'll never happen to you. I've been in this business for 30 years. Promise you it happens. The most successful entrepreneurs happens all the time. Always make sure you have a second person, even if you have to pay extra. So let's say you have somebody who just does administration and HR and project management, and that's only a half-time job. Get a second one because you never know. My buddy Ali Awad is the most successful personal injury attorney in America on social media. He's got an eight-figure company just doing personal injury, just on social media. He doesn't even do PPC or these, he's just doing social media. So he's processing content at scale, full disclosure, a client of ours, right? And he has followed these rules. He's got a ton of VAs and he's even wasting money because he has at least two people in every function. So smart. Absolutely. Because you never want to be caught, you know, where you're in trouble, right? What happens, Atiba, if you look at any one of the people in your company and everyone here listening and watching, think about this for yourself. And even if it's just you, well then, you know, if you take that person out, if you take any one person in your company out of your business, can it continue to operate for another 30 days? Right. And that's the key. And so I know for us, we're at the place now where I think we are, we have two positions that are only one deep and everyone else is doubled up. Yeah for that exact purpose. Yeah. And how about you, right? If you wanted to go on vacation for 30 days, what would happen to your business? It will function just slowly. And so we're getting there. (laughs) Yeah. But for most people, the whole thing ends. They run out of oxygen immediately. Yeah. At least you, you know, you're at the point, what do you have? Like a dozen VAs now? That's great, right? 17. 17. That's awesome. And I'm not saying hire for the sake of empire building or just to say, oh yeah, well, I have 20 VAs like that. No, but your every hire we have is so that we can be less involved in the business, but still be able to pump out quality because we have SOPs and QA to determine, especially if you're an agency, especially if it's service driven, where there's some component where it's not just like manufacturing widgets, but there's a component of expertise and client facing touch. Yes. There's SOPs to determine whether the work is done. Like every month, clients should get surveys saying, hey, how do you think we did one to five stars? Yep. And if whoever's in charge of that project gets less than five stars, 
then the project manager should come in and say, okay, let's figure out what do we need to oh, do no. to this to five stars. We're on the same team now. We always want to get five stars. So we have Infusionsoft send out these notes every month. It's easy. A lot of people think Infusionsoft or HubSpot or whatever is just for lead gen and autoresponders. I think the number one use of marketing automation is automatic nagging and nagging customers to review us, nagging team members to submit their end of day report. If they've not, everyone has to submit an end of day report, right? Things like that. Yeah. Processes. And I think that's, I mean, we're venturing there, but you're right. They call it marketing automation, but it's really communications automation. Yeah. That's really what marketing is. It's all about communications, right? Yeah. And it's whether it's internal or external, it's all communications. So completely, completely there with you. Dennis, that was great. Another, another set of brilliant value bombs. Thank you. So how does someone reach you now? How do they find me. you? <laughs> Whatever your favorite channel is. Back when I built the analytics at Yahoo 20 some years ago, I knew we were in trouble because the other engineers on my team, when people would say, well, how do you do this one thing? They'd say, Google it. I said, you work at Yahoo. You can't be saying that. Shouldn't be like Googling. That. Yeah, but now the answer is Google it. Like if I want to find certain things that are on Facebook, like posts that I've made from a long time ago, I Google it to find it. You Google yourself. You Google your own Facebook page to find the post. That's awesome. Yeah, That's reach out. Awesome. Let me know what you think. Let me know what stage you're at. Let me know if there's certain nuggets that resonate with you based on what Atiba and I have said. And I'd love to see who you've hired, what they're doing, you know, how, how you're doing like six months down the road. And we can feature you on onlinejobs.ph. Yeah. which my buddy John Jonas founded. But we do a lot of training together and this creates more examples. So the idea of Learn to Teach is as you scale up your business and you go from a solopreneur to having 17 VAs like Atiba has, mm -hmm. that sets the example for other people to follow. We believe you can only credibly give advice on something you have done yourself. There's a lot exactly. of people talking all kinds of stuff that they regurgitate what they heard someone else say. And it could be true, but I believe you don't have the right to say it unless you've done it yourself. And so we want to encourage more people who are actually showing the good, bad, and ugly of hiring virtual assistants and what's working, what's not working. That's why we document everything. Everything like in these books is based on our direct experience, not like what we think might be cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Dennis, thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you, Atiba. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Everyone listening, I don't even know what to say because Dennis just <laughs> Share gave it. us we such purpose a purpose. Right? Well, the reason yes. why we're doing this is because we want other people to overcome this pain of doing all the stuff that's not worth their time, but they, they're stuck because they don't know how. And yes. Learn from what Atiba has done. And Atiba's repurposing this content. Yes. He's doing this so he can help more entrepreneurs. But if he has it only on YouTube or only on the website, not enough people are going to see it. Got to get it out there. And then put it out there yeah. for a dollar a day. Yes, which is how, and so I'm going to wrap all of this up this way. That's actually how I first met Dennis when he mentioned earlier digital marketer and the content machine and the dollar a day strategy. I was literally studying Dennis Yu and learning and taking his course and then walking down the street in San Diego and ran into him. And that's what started this wonderful relationship that we have had. Dennis, I thank you for being here, my friend. Appreciate uh, you so much, Atiba. And all you guys, look at what Atiba is doing. This guy puts it into practice. 
So he's not just listening to how you should make one minute videos and listening to how you do dollar a day. He's actually implementing it. And you guys can, will probably listen and find it's interesting, but I encourage you, try it out. Your first one minute videos might suck. Your first few dollar a day boosts on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok might not work as well. But I promise you, if just like any sort of new thing that you're learning, you're gonna find that it's awesome. Your first couple of VAs, maybe it's a little bit ugly because new managers are kind of like bad managers because they don't know how to manage. So like new parents are bad parents, but you're gonna learn and you're gonna find that it's amazing. And I would love to hear what's working for you guys or what's not working. Like reach out, I'm a real human. I always reply to messages. It might take me a few days, but Atiba can tell you, I always reply. I wanna see you guys yes. grow. And I love how Atiba's here. Atiba and I both have the same mission. We wanna see you guys grow. Yes, absolutely. So we'll see you guys soon. Bye, everyone.